Hurry up, Ben, or we're going to be late. We don't want to miss it like last year. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm carrying all these eggs and some skillets, you know. I want to want to make a good impression this time. Okay, but 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 hurry up. Okay, the map says I think down this alleyway. Uh, now, are you sure we're not going to end up at a dog show? No, no, no. I okay. tri I double I and triple check. I had a lot check. of trouble check. last time. You, I got very you, confused. You had trouble. I have a mental map the size of a larger mental map. All right. I've got this on lock. It gives me liter literally no information, but let let's see how it. Let's see how it pans out. All right, and down this alley. Ooh, this is a this is a weird alley. It's got like, like felt on the walls. It's very yeah, like mold or something yeah, growing. Like it's kind of very fibrous. Yeah. Anyway. Fluffy almost. All right, this should be the building. Uh, that's weird. The the words up on top don't say Cartoni Awards. It says felties. Presented by the Stuffing Society. Zane, can you check that map again? Uh, oh, it's here. Don't, don't look now, Zane. This is the right place. It's got Cousin Skeeter. Check oh, it out. oh, fantastic. It's so good to see a, well, he's, familiar he's, face. He's dressed as a daimyo. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, oh, that's interesting. We've got some of the, uh, some of the, is Labyrinth animated? I'm seeing Hoggle. That, that doesn't seem right. Oh, Hoggle. Yeah, uh, he must be here to show support for Cousin Skeeter. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, you know, there's a, there's a groom side and a bride side. There's, you know, there's a, a puppet side and, a, you know, uh, I don't want to be not PC here, but normal people side. Well, I'm, I hope in the future we can integrate that sort of proceeding. Uh, one day, Zane, one day. Oh, look, some more, some more guests are arriving. Looks like, uh, wow. Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. Oh, big names. I, I didn't think they, you know, were kind of of the same uh, economic uh, class. But yeah, <laughs> maybe they're I, getting, maybe they're presenting an award. Did they have like, did they lend their voices for an animated spinoff? It, it must, it must have been the case, right? I mean, you you would watch a Sesame Street animated series. Oh, absolutely. In a and, second. I I would watch uh, oh it, it, like Muppet Babies right see there's uh there's Kermit yeah it looks like Animal is over there setting up the music okay wow, so they are we're really in the getting right a lot of they're really getting a lot of puppets in here I mean you can see the reception tables actually being built by dozers right now oh wow it, have you ever heard of the Stuffing Society Stuffing so yeah it's the um it's like uh it's like the Illuminati right I think. Yeah, there's so many Illuminatis to keep track of. Yeah, what, what, what's the plural of that even? It's already ending in an I, like no, like nothing singular should. I think you just add another I. Ooh, <laughs> kind of. All right, uh, beyond the scope of the sketch, I actually totally <laughs> dig that. <laughs> All right, well, that, keep, that keep... almost sounds like a Statler and Waldorf-esque joke. Ah, is, yes, and there they are right there. Because, yes, they're right there. Yeah. Thank you. Very good. Check check them out. <laughs> yeah, all day. All in there. You know, it's it's not just goodness. regular puppets. It seems like all the there's a lot of hand puppets as well. Ooh, even Punch and Judy showing up. Wow, that's Oof. a way. That's that's a long time ago. And uh, there must be like some runoff from the Tonys because I'm seeing some of the Avenue Q characters as well. <laughs> yep. Their Side, dicks are out. Yep, sidling up next to literally everything Jeff Dunham has ever done. <laughs> Skeeting hot wet felt onto him. Oh, oh my gosh! There's there's a, a an important dignitary car driving up. It's 
Oh my gosh, it's the puppet King Kim Jong-il from uh, Team America World Police. I can die a happy man. I can die a very confused man. Ben, where are we? <laughs> you know what? Let's not ask too many questions. This is the best possible this is the best of all possible worlds. <laughs> Puppetize me, Captain. Welcome to the second annual Cartoni Awards. Hello, everyone. Sit down on the field and listen to us. <laughs> Take tell a, you, take a knee, take a note, take notice. Speaking of this <laughs> podcast, uh, yeah, what what the hell is it? <laughs> what the hell is that? Then this is why we can't have nice things. You say that like it's the only reason. You know, I don't think I've ever heard now, a phrase quite was that, that way. dog better off dead? Who can say? Did, Let's not even remark on that in any greater degree, because you and did, I both know this context behind <laughs> that, but no one else needs to. You need to choose words better. Yeah, that's the problem with that past transaction. It was on my end. <laughs> get off your high horse and get onto your melty turkey. SexyTumblrPage.gov. I missed part of that web address. How many W's were there? We could come up with an infinite amount of sexual innuendo smurves. And I think I might. <laughs> Can I get quoted on that every day of my life? Man, ideas. Ideas, super, huh? Super cool. If you insist. I don't. <laughs> How could um, you? Yeah, what kind of animal genes can I shove into my balls and make a monster out of today? Ew. <laughs> I guess paint would be easier. Do you think that zebras are painted that way? <laughs> Man, these people who are more mature than us sure weren't mature in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sure were dumb before you knew things. I know what a tramp stamp is. Let's call a spade a spade. Ben, if you didn't know what either of those things were, that sentence sounded like a madman. <laughs> so, the absolute train wreck of a sentence that you just said there <laughs> I'd, I'd like to point out that when wait i forget but i'm so upset how much time we've spent talking about iggy well within a gaussian distribution blimey don't ever make a canadian accent again <laughs> what i don't know please, what you're talking about please don't do that <laughs> maple syrup i can only assume that any religion that rises out of the ashes of our civilization will involve spanking and coca-cola i was visiting pope francis at the time and he just started laying down some fat beats and moonwalking across the stage really when you get down to it pound per square inch uh the pope is the most evil one of us all because the the hat becomes a part of him it's like a lightning rod yeah no it's like it's like a pressure chamber he just doesn't got no valve you're so wise i'm pretty i'm pretty wise if you have a badge or even a name tag that's more authority than I will ever have. Just introduce yourself as Mr. and I will fold. I like I think, watching I large that, meat. Dude, yeah, okay, first of all, big like big shout out to large meat. And like, that's funny, because it's a boner we can look at. Well, there are an infinite amount of ways that I can waste my time. I'm ranching monsters over here. <laughs> I'm so ranch. <laughs> I'm, I'm ranching monsters up in this piece. And so <laughs> this, Cogswell. This fucking movie. And so I hate every sentence that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> did, did you know this movie has Nazis in it? I okay. want to play Hitler as a little kid. Every father wants his child to be a part of the master race. What? Was, what do you uh, try it? Please, <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do what you just said. Fran Drescher is an ancient Germanic myth. That we, you made that joke before. <laughs> Uh, it's, been... it's really it's really irritating talking to you sometimes because oh, you know more than I do, but you don't explain things. <laughs> so we're less than ten minutes in. I've been corrected like eight times. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna step back.
this is good evidence for my thesis. Zane is always wrong, and no one should listen to him because <laughs> he's always wrong. So I get the feeling I'm never going to quite hear the end of this. I cannot wait for <laughs> the entire world to become uninhabitable. I, but but why? But why? Why? But why and why? <laughs> Who are we revenging upon? Ourselves. <laughs> Is that good? Do we want to puppetize me, Captain? Puppetize me, Captain. Puppet? Oh, I didn't hear that. I could have gone real, real deep and went uh, and talked about uh, being John Malkovich. How he <laughs> he had a he had a, a momentary bit in that where he was a ventriloquist. Oh man! Or not a ventriloquist, a, a puppeteer. Did you see the, uh, you, I just watched it today, the YouTube series, uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? Uh, that is for, that's for dogs, yeah? No. Because you're not supposed to hug dogs, because it's like, what in the animal kingdom wants to wrap their, wrap their limbs around you, something that's trying to kill you? Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense, but, but they're so pettable. No, that's true. Uh, you, you can just use the one <laughs> hand and not, like, grapple them, you know? It's, it's, um... I've been meaning I, to talk to you about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Yeah. The, the we got like an inspector coming home. It's a whole to do. Stop trying to repress me. Oh, okay. um. Before we get any further, I should do this uh, so that you can cut it in earlier. Sure. Welcome to the second annual Cartoni Awards. Nice. Thank you. I I also might just take the clip from the first Cartoni Awards and get like. Like uh, dictionary.com. Wait, I, I have a second. I have a better idea. Just take the <laughs> clip from the first one and I'll just say part two right now. <laughs> part two. <laughs> no, I like I like cutting in somebody who's clearly not your voice. It's <laughs> pretty good. Second. We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah. Um, yeah. And here we are once again. Hey, dudes. We're second, we're annual third is the one with the hairy chest yes yeah uh hey everybody this is uh this is the carton cast you know it and probably love it if you're listening to an annual feature as opposed to any of the episodes which you probably would recognize and uh this uh my name is ben and my name is zane and i was hoping that you wouldn't have an upward inflection on that last bit because i had already introduced ourselves as the carton cast <laughs> Which you probably already know because this is a this is a an annual segment that you oh wait no I'm like, caught in a loop I'm caught in a loop uh, and of course we review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults normally but not right now Zane no. what are we doing today today is a very special occasion where we look back on the past year of shows that we've looked back on and uh, look back Good on shit. them uh, together <laughs> at the old shows. On this, the second of our anniversaries. <laughs> the second anniversary. It is the puppet anniversary, apparently. Now, Zane, I need to get something off my chest. Ew. Uh, no, 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 not out of my chest. Just off of it. Okay. I, I was expecting you to say ew again. <laughs> um, Cut it so, in. Uh, so, listeners of the show, if there are... Are more than one of you. Who are one or... Yeah. <laughs> Frank Hi, Jeff. And, Frank and John... Uh, if you are longtime listeners, you'll recognize that our broadcasts have become more infrequent in recent days. Yes. Busy, time, etc. Causality. <laughs> Causality. 
puppets. Entropy. Sure, blame that one too. Second law of thermodynamics getting all up in our peace. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, and you know, I I do feel kind of bad about this because that this is a thing that I really enjoy doing, and mm-hmm. I would love to do it more often. But things have been tough. I think you'll all understand when I say that. Uh, you know, it just can't be a priority all of the time. But it is definitely enough of a priority for us to continue doing it because we love it, and we're great at it. We enjoy it, and we're okay at it. All right, I'll accept I'm, your terms. I'll, just, I'll ta- yeah, I'll take this pass-fail. This is a good negotiation. <laughs> um, yeah, and of course, you all, all know the... Uh, ugh. Zane, I'm, I'm, I'm fading in and out already. As you all know, there we, uh, go. we have... <laughs> we've had... Uh, uh, a, a real couple baker's dozens of cartoons that we've looked at this past year, and we're going to look through uh, nine or so categories in order to superlatify them. Right. The the baker ha- kind of had an accident this past year, so now the new baker's dozen is just nine rather than 13. Right. It can only work so fast with just the one arm. <laughs> it's It's really sad. Because the other, because the, the other every har- day, the other arm is up a puppet, and you know, <laughs> we all know how that ends. Do, do we? A lawsuit. So, in keeping with tradition of this past year, we're both tired. So, it's true. let's uh, let's just get into the accords. Uh, like wait, last time, the last way that, time, the way that it worked last time is, uh, each of us have picked out, um, uh, what five, four. Four or five. Know. We'll figure it out. We've picked out a number of categories, and we've it's each true. picked out um, uh, nominees of that category. We'll reveal them to the other one, and then the other one will pick which one they like. And I'm realizing that I actually have five categories. Was I supposed to have five or four? I don't know. I've got five. Now, okay, Zane, great. So we're going to have 11. If you don't mind me saying so, that would be a really boring show. We just list things and list things back. And you, dear listener are really stupid for thinking that. Come on. You know we're not going to leave you hanging. We're I like be a good debating. list. This is like apples to goddamn animated apples. The uh, the animated apples, of course, are smiling. That's true. Most they're of joyous. them. joyous. <laughs> unless, they're, unless they're the crying breakfast friends from Steven Universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, made my favorite detail of that entire show. I'm just remembering those... Um, kids dressed up in in healthy foods for that commercial and they that's, had a song that, zane that's a hey arnold episode no okay that too but it was also <laughs> just a commercial they got paid like ten thousand dollars because they're con- the, those criminals needed a contact of a guy wearing a banana and an apple suit oh my god that's right it's the so very stupid first episode zane. it's so dumb <laughs> the very first episode of hey arnold uh but anyway, yes, we will be battling back and forth, finally culminating with, of course, what the best show, what the best episode that we've done all year was. Naturally, yes. there's less than last time, but I still think we've got a number of great shows in the running for a number of lesser categories. That's right. Jane, let's start things off. Let's do it. Uh, so I'll start? Uh, I don't remember how we did it last time. I'll start. Very good. All right. So for our first category, we are going to take uh, a look at the best intro segment that we have done on the show in the past year. These, this is probably one of my favorite categories from last time. <laughs> Start I think, off I think we also did this last year. 
If I'm yes, not yes, this is a recurring one. I think it's a good one, a good standard. It's a Raven fave um, because uh, these are intros that we did, not the intro theme songs to to shows. And I love coming up with these. And when we get it just right, I can go back and listen to them again and again. Oh, they they become the best part of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> like um, no 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 joke at all. And I I think what's interesting about them is the. Um, wide range of how much time it can take us to come up with one <laughs> yeah it's anywhere between 30 seconds and two hours <laughs> which is why we're so often tired for the rest of the episode and also every other reason but yeah God, i believe just, the time to beat is batman beyond just end it all <laughs> uh there were a couple times when we just said like just go with my lead <laughs> yep <laughs> so um, what, yeah, what am i so, looking at uh the nominees are Kirby, right back at you. Uh, we just had this episode. Yeah, and it's, a, it's it, the most recent one. I believe that we were sports commentators. <laughs> sports commentators, me just as me, and you as Meta Knight. <laughs> Which was actually as Hispanic boss. While um, a Kirby Air Ride City Trial music was on in the background. <laughs> um, I like it because it, we were able to sum up um, you know, everything about the show using sort of thematic elements of the show, including like hype music characters voices that kind of didn't really fit <laughs> and a really asymmetric fit. battle system yeah still really fun though yeah uh next nominee is megas xlr um this is the one where i was kiva back in time to the 1890s which uh, looking back i think 1790s would have worked better because um doesn't you mentioned, matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter because I didn't have a clue what my accent was. <laughs> it was super good, though, because <laughs> you were you were just this random British guy who took over Megas and put a horse on top. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I have to imagine that the horse must have been fastened to the robot <laughs> in some capacity. Yeah, you got, you got your horse connected to your carriage, carriage connected to your robot. You got a little thing dangling above the horse, telling him to go forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I just loved it because you know Jersey, as in the old island of Jersey versus New Jersey. Um, mm. Sir Jameson, like I think we got that. Uh, again, I think we took what was great about the show and put our own spin on it. Mm-hmm. And then the nominee that follows neither of those, um, <laughs> Back to the Future, the animated Shit. series, <laughs> which. Oh, I know. Man. I know who's terrible, but it's so funny listening back to just just us having no idea of what we're doing. <laughs> uh, Doc Brown just dying in a hospital bed or, or like a nursing home while Mar- Marty visits Jeez. him, and just it's the saddest thing has nothing to do with the show. But it got us onto like a fifteen-minute-long rant about the best parts of talking about it. <laughs> We couldn't even finish it, as I recall. No, we just broke character, which is always a nice... It's really when sad. you can break character and it works, it's it's a beautiful thing. That it is. Yeah, so those are, those are your nominees. All right, so uh, we got Magus XLR, we got Back to the Future. What was the first one? Kirby? Kirby, yep. Man, yeah, those, those are fun ones. Um so, uh, Megas XLR, although I really like it, I have to say that uh, I didn't really know what I was doing, um, and I think it required a, a good amount of cutting, it like did. editing. It did. I think it worked out well, though. It did work out well, but it did kind of miss that high mark of just naturally beautiful 
as yeah. far as as far as our intros go. It, like, it was far from seamless. The the best of our intros are the ones that we don't have to edit that much. Like, right. I mean, the Mega Man one was so good. <laughs> Challenge Showdown, I I barely touched at all, but <laughs> like it was good. It, it was good right off the skillet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that reason, I think I'm going to disqualify it. Although now I'm wondering, am I the one who does accents more often than anyone else? <laughs> By which I mean you. Yeah. It does seem that way. You you've got some good accents in the tank. I feel like they're all variants of Hispanic boss. <laughs> I can only do Jamaican dead guys, so. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, and so we, we got our finalists. Um, what were they again? Kirby and Back to the Future. Kirby and Back to the Future. Let's see. Back to the Future was... <laughs> it wasn't even that funny. <laughs> it was just... Like, we didn't know where we were going with it. Yeah. Um, but... On the other hand, although the Kirby one was uh, was a lot of fun, I think it wasn't all that inspired. No, like, the the best part of it was the was the dichotomy between regular announcer and a Meta Knight. Mm-hmm. And once we got that past that part, uh, it kind of just took over from there. It I stuck to the formula. Really, it stuck. It stuck. 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 Spoot! Afraid to leave is stuck. Uh, it stuck to formula. Um, so for that reason, I think I'm going to go with the innovative, yet slightly <laughs> disturbing Back to the Future, the animated series intro. Uh, that's great. Do you want to list a uh, um, special mention that you thought I would include but didn't? Uh, for intros? Yeah. Uh, let me. I don't have a list up. If you'll permit me to go onto our website, which is www.cartoncast.com, right. you can look at all our episodes in, in one fell swoop. In, in reverse order. In reverse order. Um, also, what sound effects do we have to separate the different clips? comments on everything since, like, 2014. Quiet, you. We do this for the love of the game. <laughs> well, you know what? I think Kablam might warrant an honorary mention, because we came up with two of them and then used both. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think they both went on a little long, but we, we were able to squeeze that stone dry. <laughs> if you say so. Um, yo, you know what? I actually think that Defenders of the Earth was a pretty good one. <laughs> Again, it was Which, good, but I think just too too long. Too long. Um, I agree. Um, it was what I like about the the Doc Brown Adventures one was that it was short and sweet. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> by the way, instead of a briefcase latch, can we just have Defenders of the Earth Defenders logo? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Into... Okay, I, want, I was going to do it anyway, but I needed to say it out loud so people weren't wondering what that was about. <laughs> Defenders. New ringtone. I did like that part. <laughs> uh, cool. So what's our next category? All right. So now we're going to get to a category that's always in the forefront of my mind when going through these shows. I would argue it's the most important thing to take away from our entire podcast, which is what is the biggest letdown of these episodes? <laughs> so what is going on here is we're looking back through old cartoons as we do. And we see if they hold up. Certain cartoons promised much more than they gave. Right. They fell so far short of the mark that it was it was more irritating than if they had just not tried. <laughs> like, their existence cheapens the franchise. <laughs> and I do believe that. Um, so these oh, boy. Are the, this is the biggest letdown category. 
All right. This, this isn't like uh, we're we're not talking about a uh, about a chalk zone here where no one knows what it is, and so we couldn't be that bummed out. If anything, right. Garfield and friends would win this hands down. <laughs> but of course, we're only doing ones from the last year. So our first contestant is Inspector Gadget. Yeah. The <laughs> so this show it maintains a very. It, it maintains memorabilia, like it maintains real estate in like the hearts and minds of our generation. You know, go right. go gadget, whatever. That's a staple. That's a household. It's, it's item. iconic, absolutely. It, is. it totally is. But that does not forgive the fact that the show is so shoddy, so <laughs> shoddy, formulaic, and kind of without any impact. Right, with unlikable characters, except for the main guy who let's be honest, it's not absolutely necessary to the plot. You, you just go and watch uh, Pink Panther. You get yeah. the same thing, but better. Right. I mean, and and the, the best part of that show was, like, trying to figure out how this mechanical man could even, like, exist in this universe. But everything else about it was, was so hard to, to latch on to. And, and I was expecting it to be good because it had, you know, a bad mo- like live-action movie. Yeah, like, like what if you what if you went <laughs> back and watched Bugs Bunny and Bugs Bunny was just like not funny at all? Yeah, like that's you know. So I, I believe I believe they call that Mickey Mouse. What they call Disney what, Slam. Disney Slam. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about Mickey Mouse was marching away from war, singing it with all of your comrades. I also like the part where he became a wizard. Oh, yeah, Fantasia. You know, I actually used to watch Fantasia, like, every day when I was, like, three. It's a, it's a pretty good movie. And and that's the, the other thing. The thing is um, that I would, like, memorize it to such a degree that the fireworks showing up, I'd memorize the colors, the order of the <laughs> colors. It's like, okay, now blue, now red, now yellow. And I only know this because my mom recently, to- our mom recently told me about this. And by you know, recently, I mean at every family gathering. You know, um, Inspector Gadget seems like it would fit along with Fantasia because it's got that Hall of the Mountain King theme. Oh, so um, it does, yeah. So you could just watch an episode of Inspector Gadget with that on in the background. Yeah. be pretty oh. good. Uh, but, or but at the are, end of Fantasia, are... have Dr. Claw eviscerating his remains. <laughs> uh, what else you got in this category? Uh, yeah, so next one is... Uh, sorry to say it, man, but Back to the Future, the animated series. <laughs> oh, man, it We've it was good, real. We've had a good number of adaptations over over the years. I mm-hmm. can now say years, which is great. Um, Multiple. We had Men in Black, the animated series, which is you know not perfect, but certainly it was a step different. in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did its own thing, which I respected. We had Mega Man, which kind of was a flop. It didn't really understand its source material, and then we had that times twenty with Back to the Future, the animated series. <laughs> like. I don't I don't know what they what what the game plan was. I think it was just they were just scraping the bottom of a barrel. They didn't give it like it, you would think that they would have given it like no budget for what actually came out of it. But they had the voice actor, Dan Castellaneta, but as the voice of Doc Brown. It made no <laughs> sense. Yeah, there were a lot of confusing decisions in that one. Even crazier, there was a segment with the actor that played about Doc Brown at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by Bill Nye showing up? It, it was a bit absurd. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Nice. Uh, what's uh, what's the third one? And the third one is DuckTales. Ooh. Ooh. And we both uh, really like what this show stood for. 
but it was almost unwatchable for a couple different reasons. One, formula. Two, the really annoying voices of the nephews who are oh the you know, deuteragonists. So you do right. hear them all the time. Mm-hmm. So those are the three, the three, uh, three episodes for biggest letdown. All right. Well, I will look at them in turn. Mm-hmm. So uh, Inspector. Inspector Gadget. You know, it's... I did like the gadgets, and I think... Well, that's I, fortunate, because that's a lot I, of the show. I think more so than the other two, this one has to do with the fact that we're just a lot older than the target demographic. Because mm. um, this is... It, it's definitely meant more for younger kids. You know, Penny's age sort of thing. Yeah, maybe so. Um, and that being said, you know, it, it did that very well. So, you know, I, I it was a letdown to me, but I don't know. I didn't have, I, I didn't really have the highest expectations. I knew that everybody knew about it, but, you know, that doesn't mean something's good. And we thought maybe it will be, but, I, you know, I wasn't hoping beyond hope. Sure. Uh, Back to the Future, you know, I don't, I don't think Back to the Future either because... Yes, it was based on one of my favorite, you know, prop intellectual properties of all time. You're talking about the third movie? I'm talking about the series, but oh, okay. specifically the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it's an animated series based off of a sci-fi movie and you know, Men in Black aside, those aren't generally that good. You know, animated series based on an existing property you know, you think of your Ghostbusters, you think of... Uh, Ghostsbuster. Your Ghostbuster. Um, they're not known for their high quality, and I was a little... You know, I thought the first episode was pretty good, but then No, it was they, pretty they cash samey. in on an established market. Yeah. And I don't think they did it well, but that's not unusual in, in adaptations. You know, what's interesting is that Futurama sort of has the opposite, where after a couple of seasons, they put out a movie. Oh yeah, I mean there was that. I, I, I rather like the movies. There was like a four-year lull there where it wasn't putting out a series, where it wasn't on <laughs> air, so they had time to do that. But I think oh, that's yeah. really interesting that um, the opposite is a little bit more is a little bit more worthwhile. Right. You, it, it, I think it's easier to expand, you know, a, a TV show into a movie. You know, you look at Firefly into Serenity, or you look at um, the, the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Of course, yes. Um, which just. You know, so seamless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, uh, a truly so, timeless product. So I think I'm going to have to go with DuckTales um, because it remains such a, a, you know, font of nostalgia for people our age or even older who still maintain like, hey, this is, this is still really good. This still holds up. Oh, yeah. Scrooge McDuck is like... I would almost argue more of a figure than Ebenezer Scrooge at this point. More than Scrooge or Donald Duck at this point. I see him referenced in every other Cracked article. But, (laughs) you know... Cracked, proud sponsor of the Carton cast. It just wasn't that good a show, because you knew what was going to happen. They didn't... They didn't heighten tension very well. They didn't, and like you said, the voices were just unbearable. Except it was Scrooge. really hard. It was really hard. Yeah. Um, but you know, it gave us duck. It, it gave us um, Darkwing Duck. So I thank it for that. But I, I'm willing to lay that duck to rest. Yeah. So so biggest... to, to roost. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, biggest letdown goes to Ducktales. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I think I I tend to agree with that synopsis. Uh, 
And that's not to say, by the way, that any of these shows are like beyond redemption. They're not not beyond redemption, but like beyond merit. Like right. the fact that it spawned the entire Duck Dynasty that Walt Disney was famous for is, is sort of a badge of honor in its own right. And there are good things about Inspector Gadget, and maybe even the, the Back to the Future animated series. Doctor, but Doctor Claw is a hilarious villain. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, Great. cool. What do we got next, Zane? Next, we have our least likable protagonist. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so in these shows, so we get main year... characters, and sometimes they're just not up to snuff. So it's Generator Rex then. Well, yeah, it would be, except he's <laughs> not eligible anymore. Revolution. He's he's aged out. The uh, um, so last year we did a similar category, which was most affable villain. Yes. So now we've got the flip side of that. As as we know, the villains are always better than the heroes, uh, yeah. especially if if they can be related to Magneto. Uh, of of course. Um, By the but, way, we wanted to do a best Magneto character, but category, but then we realized that it just was going to be Black just, Wolf. It's just Black Wolf <laughs> from Wizards. He even calls them mutants. Yeah, he calls them the Master Race. Yeah, like you could not get a bigger chip on your shoulder. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, so, least likable protagonist, uh, related to the last category, I'm going to offer up Marty McFly. <laughs> yup. All right. Um, he's our winner. <laughs> I just in, realized who he was again. Because <laughs> in the movie, great job. Michael J. Fox got it got it exactly right. And then they just made him the worst person ever and didn't <laughs> even voice him all that well for that. Oh, way worse than the villains. Way w- oh. worse than Biff, even. <laughs> worse than Biff. And Biff is like a villainous reality unto himself. You know, you don't often like want to see, you know, in these time travel adventures, you don't want to see the main character die in the past and alter the future, but you're kind of hoping for it just to see what kind of future would exist without having, you know, him hanging around. I maintain that that show would have been a lot better if the focus wasn't like random hijinks with a time machine, but was assassinating Biff from every continent. <laughs> in reverse order. That's right. So they all feel it. Um... Next uh, is, uh, I'm not quite sure, so in Kablam, uh, Henry in general, uh, but specifically Loopy from the Life with Loopy segment, I'm not sure which you'd prefer I I pick. I liked Henry. Okay, so we're going to go with uh, Loopy from Life Uh, with Loopy, because she just has no redeeming qualities and is awful to look at Which and is, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate her spunk too that's the weird thing if she was an actual like animated character instead of whatever the hell cardboard that was i think i'd be okay yeah but just the fact that she's going on these adventures and and again you know it's not good when your main character goes on adventures and you want them to die yeah that's not a strong it's not a strong point in her favor um and finally uh for the least likable protagonist i offer you Every character in Red versus Blue. Uh, they were all the same. They all looked the same. They were all spiteful assholes from the internet circa 2002. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, there were funny moments, but not generally from whoever the action was on at the time. Man. Man, oh, man. So I've been, up to this point, uh, able to get away from the possibility of nominating the same show twice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and now now I'm being faced with that eventuality, and <laughs> and 
don't know how to weasel my way out of this. Audience, maybe you don't understand just how bad Back to the Future the animated series was. Wait, did, Go is back this the second time episode. it got nominated for being garbage? Because... <laughs> Okay, so maybe we've had too many garbage categories this time around, but <laughs> we'll get go to back, the good ones. Like, we spend so much time in that episode avoiding talking about that episode. Oh, man, we just wanted to talk about Biff and Bill <laughs> Nye. <laughs> All right, well let let me let me get right let me get right down to it. I think I'm going to um, I think I'm going to start by pitching out life with Loopy. Yeah, because I don't think it was her fault. Honestly, <laughs> she had a lot working against her. Honestly, I would I would say uh, Henry is worse, but I know you like him. Well, I don't mind him, but I, I don't think it's Loopy's fault that she's made out of cardboard. You know, like that's not that big of a deal to me. <laughs> um, I I can see why that would be irritating, but um, you know, it's it's just it just I don't know. Like I like I said, I appreciate her spunk. Like she yeah. she she. It's almost like she could be like a uh, Kim Possible, you know, in a past life. I mean, she fits the profile, so I don't yeah, think that she's she, that bad. She'll she'll grow out of it. Yeah. The the cardboard. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so there's, let's see here, every character in Red versus Blue. <laughs> or pick your generic main one. Uh, I don't know which one drew the most focus, but not Sarge and not one of the dumb guys. Well, that's the thing, Zane, because like the dumb guys are all the same dude, just copy paste, like Play-Doh factory molded. It's almost right. as though the armor desensitizes the us to their individuality. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Yeah, but uh, I'm thinking more specifically the angry assholes, like, um, uh, God, what were their names? I don't uh, even know their names, Ben. Spyrocopter420. something. Isn't that the name? I love, like, the names we gave, like, random asshole teens on Halo. <laughs> Dogsnut69, Spyrocopter420. Yeah. It's so good. Um. Okay, I, I super hate Marty McFly in this incarnation. There's no doubt about that. He's more like red herring than anything else. He's even got like a weaselly like laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's as bad as Jules Verne, though. Or Jules oh my Orberman, gosh. rather. So like, in comparison the, the to the The fact that rest... he was surrounded by awful side characters doesn't help. No, but like, it actually kind of does. Because like it's in comparison it's the contrast yeah it he doesn't seem heroic but he doesn't seem as annoying it's like when you measure up donald duck right next to the nephews mm-hmm. like not even yeah, close like, to oh this is way worse yeah yeah give, give me some of those nephews again yeah that's that's a good point that's a good point um meanwhile everyone in res versus blue is terrible <laughs> i mean i liked i liked the sarge i liked um i liked a lot of the jokes and the plot kind of kept me going but that's true. They're just, they're just so unlikable because you just, you can't see them emote. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? I think I actually have to give it to um, I have to give it to uh, Back to the Future, the animated series. Yeah, I, I think so. Because the entire cast of Red versus Blue, they did I, a lot with what they had. It's not that I didn't like him; I just wasn't invested. I just didn't care what happened to him. And, you know, I, I don't like arguing with a kid on, you know, Xbox Live, but it doesn't ruin my day like, you know, <laughs> Michael J. Fox in it. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll put in a put in a different song from Back to the Future then, I guess. Yeah. Maybe maybe Earth Angel. <laughs> sure. I, I like the <laughs> I like the thing where he reads the letter and it's like that really dramatic music while he's in the rain. Oh, it's so good. 
super good. Yeah, so second shit category goes to Back to the Future, the animated series. Thanks for Let's that. Let's go for three. <laughs> can we get the, can we pull the turkey? Uh, all right. All right. What else we got? Next up is mm-hmm. a category that I think is going to be great. Um, this is best female character. All right. Now, Zane cartoons you know from the 80s onward a little less so now but they used to be marketed mostly toward you know male youth right Mm -hmm. we have an entire category of anime that is uh that is like the categories of shonen and uh what was the other one sinin uh those are for both are both for men yeah those are both for men right and they do exist for women but you do not hear about them as much certainly in the in the in the cartoon medium right so i thought it was important to take a look and see how these cartoons deal with different female characters so this is the best female character and by best i don't mean what you like the best i mean like makes the best character like Mm -hmm. like in a shakespearean sense like which one of these is the most complete yeah i i get what you mean right okay so uh first up is cyber six from Ooh, the show strong contender. Cyber Six, yes, very strong. Superhuman, one might say. Yes. So, <laughs> Pow- powered by slime, sometimes maybe. Slash Hitler. It wasn't. It wasn't clear right. what was so, going on in that show, clearly, but clearly she's likable, right? Because she's mm-hmm. you know using Darkwing Duck powers to fight Hitler. So you know that's two points in her favor already yeah check check off those two boxes my list only has like two boxes but the great but the great thing they're actually the same box but you know squeeze bend the rules a little the great thing about her is that she isn't you know bereft of femininity Mm -hmm. she's got this budding relationship with uh with dad arms whatever his name is (laughs) lucas lucas that's right (laughs) and she even has an alter ego that yeah. she uses to teach kids, like, and she cares about kids. It's shown over the her interactions with Julianne Fries, and her alter ego is is you know presenting as a guy, which is a you know it's not something you see a lot, especially in cartoons of that vintage, um, and it adds a, another layer of complexity to her you know her identity as a plot device, right? And, and you know, part of that is probably because it was adapted from a comic rather than just wholesale put on an animated series out of nowhere. Yeah, but. It's, you know, it's still, I, I don't think it would handle well if they, if you had the reverse. Like, I don't know if, if viewers are ready for that. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty cool that her mild mannered self is like her dude persona. That's pretty cool. Ooh. You're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to work hard to see if anybody else can beat that. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to try quantity over quality. Um, I present to you the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic entire cast. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> now I didn't actually watch this. This was you and, um. Um, Ginny. Ginny, that's Price, right. Yes, uh, my friend who uh, uh, guested on on the show for me that one time, and uh, so you may not have watched it, but you sh- certainly should be aware of the the quality of the show compared to how you know. Yeah, my no, little there's pony a lot of there's do. a lot of kick ass lady ponies. A lot of kick ass lady ponies, and they you know they the main theme is friendship, but it's not as cut and dried and salted and poured on put poured sugar on you know as right. as most in that category so there's a whole Pour universe sugar on it yeah and and they work through a lot of a lot of uh, emotional issues that are beyond you know the regular ones so that's pretty cool and finally 
which I think is the strongest contender to Cyber Six's throne, is Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold. Interesting. Helga is the best part of that show, in my opinion. <laughs> like, she is such a strong part of that show that near the end of the series, she had episodes that focused, like, entirely on her. Right. Well, they wanted to have that spinoff, She's didn't from they? a broken family. She's the she's the black sheep of the family because her her older sister is the is the golden child who she constantly uh, looks up to and also like hates. It's it's really there's a lot to this like ten year old character that is so emblematic of it's so so <laughs> relatable. Yeah. So these are your three hmm. categories. These are three choices. Best of luck. Well, who's the classiest broad? <laughs> so close, Ben. <laughs> I almost made it the whole way through. <laughs> Jump back into Tenchi Muyo, Ben. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to disqualify the ponies. Very well. That's um, reasonable. Partly because I just don't have a lot to draw from on that. Well, um, let, let me put this one in its place then. Because I don't think it's fair to nominate something that doesn't uh, that it, that's going to get cast out right away. Let me nominate something else in its place. Let me Very nominate good. Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon from Sailor Moon from Sailor Moon. I actually, oh, I actually think this is a very strong, um, strong choice. Right, because she's shit tier in her own setting. She's the protagonist, but she's shit tier, and she's dealing with you know regular girl stuff, and also has this life from this other life, Princess Serenity or whatever, thrust upon her, and she can't figure out how to deal with it. And and she has so much wrapped up in this um, in in being this feminist icon who you know we talked about the the nature of uh, uh, femininity and consumerism and and uh, insecurity in that sort of age. And also that song um, from the Bare Naked Ladies made an appearance. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I'm a little biased toward the action women uh, as opposed to Helga. Mm. Um, not that Helga's not a, a good character. I didn't like her as much as you did. Um, I mean, this character is not the, she, it's not the only time that she's shown up either. She's also shown up in, um, Jimmy Neutron. Which one? What do you mean? More, more or less. It was, uh, Cindy Vortex. Oh yeah. Kind of similar. Right. Um, I think Helga loses points for being very hard to relate to. Hmm. Um, you know, within the context of their world, she sort of fits. Um, I don't, I don't think their world is particularly characteristic of our world. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. It is probably better to think about cyborgs or princesses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to backpedal? <laughs> for, for, for a half a second, I thought you were really agreeing with me. <laughs> How uh, dare you? <laughs> yeah, so you switched into Rudy there for the, like, the, the computer from... No, I, I, I didn't like her that much, and I, I found it difficult to root for her. Hmm. Um, she, she is a complex character in the manner of a Shakespeare, but she's more of a Lady Macbeth than a Beatrice. Okay. Um, the... So now you got Cyber Six and Sailor Moon. Hmm. Her name is Usagi Tsukino. She's I know an her average name. 14-year-old girl. <laughs> I know her name, Ben. <laughs> yeah, ooh. There's a lot to both of them in terms of, like, being both good female characters and just being good 
like characters overall. Oh yeah, no, I'm not asking for the best female character. Like I know these were both female characters, but I just want to know which care which best, is a better best character, character with what is within female that yeah. category. Yes. Yeah. I don't mean better at being female, although with cartoons of you know in this variety that is sort of what you get. And I'm torn because Cyber Six had a lot going on in in that show that I couldn't really explain, and I wasn't sure what helped or hurt. So, you know, you've got the Lucas relationship, you've got the Hitler stuff. There was a lot that I think wasn't the Lucas really explained. Is so good. It's it's very good. Um, and that's the best part of that show. The Hitler hmm. stuff just got in the way. <laughs> You know, I think I'm going to have to give it to uh, Cyber Six because um, while Sailor Moon is great and very empowering and, and you can see her growth over time, for so much of the show, she's just being sort of led through the plot, mm. whereas Cyber Six really takes the plot into her own hands and, and uh, guides it. Plus, she's got that panther. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's sick. Yeah, and she's she's got like shades of being a vampire and having to drink like radiation for some there, reason there's, there's so many facets to her character and you can and you don't see all at, of them that's the thing you don't see all of them and they they're not like they don't compromise each other they don't compromise like, each they other all and they don't fit, fit together. together they fit together in one character that's very believable right she's complex yeah all right so i'm gonna give it to cyber six excellent i was rooting for either sailor moon or cyber six because i wanted both of those theme songs to show up <laughs> but yeah, Cyber Six takes it down. By the way, um, we should mention that we had a guest on for the Cyber Six episode. Shout out to, mm-hmm. to Cassie. Cassie, you did it. You won one of the yeah. episodes or one That's of the great. one of the Cartoni <laughs> Awards. Yeah. Uh. All right. What do we got next? All right. Next, we are going to be looking at uh, the good intro to bad show ratio. All right. Well, this is the so second what... intro thing. It is, um, and they it actually uses uh, some of the shows that we've looked at previously. Oh, but no, but... we were talking about our intros, not the show's intros. Yeah, so these are the show intros. Okay, so okay. that's sometimes, different. Sometimes we pick a show based entirely on how good the intro is. So, you, you know, you got your, uh, uh, dif- you know, Knights of Justice kind of thing. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> and the Knights of Justice. Right, but that promised, like, that promised a, good, a great show and be- was actually a greater show. Yes. By my recollection. But here we look at the difference between how good the intro was versus how bad the show was. We did something similar last year with the with the theme song. Mm. Um, But this takes into account more also like the animation. So like Mega Man would be would be an example. Right. Great intro, terrible show. Yeah, but here specifically we're also looking at the visuals. um, But but I guess still mostly just the theme. Sure. So. our nominees are uh, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> we, we we said that this was a contender for, you know, biggest letdown. <laughs> yes. And it's made worse by the fact that the theme song is, like, so good and endlessly remixable and based on classical music. Um, oh, yeah. How do we not have a dubstep <laughs> remix of that yet? I'm sure we do. All right, and putting a marker down. <laughs> this is important. Um, and this is the work that we were born, that we were put on this earth to do. Yes. Um, but again, the show, you know, here I'm going to put aside the fact that it was clearly meant for a younger audience. This show just did not hold up. No. Um, for, for our viewing. Yeah. Um, in, in a similar way, a show that I thought was going to be really good and then just, just was awful 
but I still love the intro. Sure. Uh, Monster Rancher. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> put put that track down. Oh man. Uh, so we were told again and again in this intro that monsters rule, and <laughs> that was subverted again and again. Yeah, that. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like that's. I don't know what to say about it. And they get your hopes up again because there's those interludes where, you know, get a disc, take a risk. Yes, dude, pass, unlock and reclaim it. You can tame it. Unlock your disc. <laughs> the fact that we can still remember and rap that. It's so good. You know? <laughs> and then we got this, you know, generic, bland show where the most interesting thing was the fact that the main character fought the monsters himself and could have died. God, that's and we so kind of hoped he would have. It's so good. All right, very well. Uh, and finally, we have uh, somewhat inspiration from King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. We have Defenders of the Earth, which we got this kind of standard comic book fare um, based on a 1930s property. So that's, you know, that didn't age the greatest. Uh, but the theme song just is such a pump-up anthem. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got that Defenders thing that I'm sure you're cutting in between each uh, category. I am. And it's like, it's like a... It's like a Dio song. It's crazy. Like <laughs> Defenders. It's like so it's so into itself. His strength is a legend. <laughs> Skills conquer all. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, um I guess I guess let's let me deal with this. <laughs> Give me the categories once again. I I got lost in Lothar. Uh the ratio of good intro to bad show. Right, but what are the what are the uh, Inspector Gadget, mm-hmm. Monster Rancher, or Defenders of the Earth? I, I'd like to nominate Ducktales, actually. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't think the theme song was, you know, super great. Oh man, it was the catchy. minor key sti- change, though, Zane. It it sticks in your head, and you know, the ooos that everybody oh, loves. Oh yeah, and the duck butts, um, jazz hands. It's great. I like the duck blur. Of course. Um, <laughs> But I honestly think that these theme songs are all better, and these shows are all worse. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you on those. Ter- Wait, did DuckTales win one already? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Then I feel okay doing going going from here. Um, <laughs> are you sure? Uh, no. Great. Well, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> all right, so... Shit, Zane, I forgot him again. Inspector Gadget. Okay. Uh, which, which, the also that intro just has him running around, yeah, and falling downstairs, yeah, just, just kind of opening doors, yes, yeah, it's just Scooby Doo chase sequence for like a minute and a half, uh, and then Monster Rancher had like the this disc oh spinning goodness. that kept happening and just random shots of the show that just like didn't tell us anything, so <laughs> it's just a flash of colors. I think I'm going to disqualify Monster Rancher, and I have oh no, I have two reasons for this. I'm sorry, we can't put the music in yet. Uh, I'm gonna do it for two reasons. First of all, the intro was not that good. The song blasphemy, amazing. The song was yeah. amazing, but that's all it was. That's true. The rest of it was, you know, kind of generic. Like I'm not even, I'm not even considering that the that the look of it was all that but much better than Pokemon. And Pokemon was by no means like a show that you like appreciated the intro to. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Inspector Gadget and what was the other one? Defenders, Defenders of the of Earth. Earth. You know, I think, let's see, Defenders of the Earth. I don't think I'm as in love with that intro as you seem to be. <laughs> again, so again the song is great, right? Flash just flies out at you. We've got uh, we got the strength of 10 tigers happening. And, and you know what? I don't even think that the show was 
that like it's not as bad as Inspector Gadget. So I think the it's ratio really not. I think the ratio is actually just too small there. Like I think Inspector Gadget <laughs> takes it down. Like Man, that intro is so good. First of all, that song is great. Mm-hmm. Like it's so iconic. Then, That's like the one most iconic part of Inspector Gadget, almost. And I think, and the visuals do take it over the top. He does that like uh, a handcuff, and then Claw turns around, and it's a bomb, oh, and yeah. he explodes into the name of the show. Oh yeah, and he like crashes down, and it's got the. And then the, boom, the icing boom. on the cake for me is when he's like crawling through that tunnel that couldn't possibly exist with like the little light on his finger and it's getting smaller and smaller. That's so yeah. cool to me. <laughs> I, just, I love the part when Penny is just baffled by her laptop. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like I mean that that that's a little rare miss for me. Oh, there's Go Gadget Go with he has the helicopter go blades. Go Gadget Go. Yeah, what a, uh, uh, yep. Undelivered Undelivered Majesty is what that is. So yeah, Inspector Gadget wins. All right. Um, next up. Next up. Next up, I have uh, I have a category that I think you're gonna like. I have weirdest show. <laughs> there were quite a few, Ben. Indeed. However, I uh, I think it's going to be important to like I think so. By weirdest show, like our our, our takes on these shows are always kind of similar. You know, we we pick them apart in a similar way. We have an established formula, even though we take you know vacates from that on occasion. I think I want to look at what is in unto itself the weirdest show that we've looked at in the past year. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, so not, just... not 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 just having, you know, you doing your conspiracy nonsense uh in seeing meaning where there is none. Like oh, we the should show... probably t- we should probably talk about some conspiracy oh, nonsense. Oh, we will. I, oh, okay. I, oh, I, I got that category locked oh, down. Great. Yeah, I thought so. I, I actually have four nominees for that category. You <laughs> couldn't keep it to three. I really couldn't. So um Alright, so first from first first of the possible weirdest shows that we've dealt with in the past year. Adventures from the Book of Virtues. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the fact that the framing device was the one with the talking animals was a little different. Yeah, it's super strange. <laughs> like, I mean, I get the con- concept of the show. It's edutainment. It's trying to teach you know kids about parables. Remember, kids, trust trust Buffalo. Only Buffalo. They're friendly. <laughs> Never lemurs. And certainly not humans. Yeah, it was like the framing device made it such a weird show. And even the show into unto itself being this kind of perfect marriage of watchable TV and edutainment yeah. was kind of a special thing unto itself. And the backstory that led to it, um, I, I listened to it a little bit earlier, and it's a wild ride. Oh, like, yeah, the producer no was re- like a gambling man or something? He was a gambling man in charge of education, and he didn't like PBS, but, like, whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, I would almost say that it's... A little bit weirder than where in the world is Carmen San Diego, because mm-hmm. that was like a whole thing. But this yeah. was just its own beast. This is just like, hey kids, come to the watering hole so that I can tell you about <laughs> Moses. <laughs> Everything the light touches is something we can learn from. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first weirdest show. Second yep. one, um, I think you'll agree, is an anime <laughs> by the name of Sailor Moon. <laughs> 
This, oh this, boy. This is a weird show. Now, did I dream the idea or did, or did we make up the idea that like the the Queen Beryl was controlling was like stealing love energy by preying on teenage girls like insecurities or was that a plot point? That was a plot point. That was a, and then like every time you wonder whether or not something happened, it was a plot point and it was vital. Oh, what, what were the names of some of those weird things like Pharaoh 90? Yeah, Pharaoh 90 and Mistress 9. The the Deathbusters. De- like... like no, that wasn't the Deathbusters. You'll have to talk. So we had a we had a guest on for that one, a Gaston for that one. Uh, oh. Kitty. No one fights like Kitty. And uh she was extremely knowledgeable in, yes. in, the, in the world of Sailor Moon to the point of dressing up as put, Sailor Moon. Put us in our place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Podcast about a cartoon? Are you shitting me? And the fact that there was so much crazier stuff that we like we watched a few episodes and we're like, okay, this is kind of batshit even for an anime. And then it got more. I had a list of questions that I had no way to solve <laughs> in the first 10, after watching the first 10 episodes. I had no idea who the protagonists were. I didn't know who the antagonists were, what they were doing. Why are they talking cats? <laughs> every, why are they talking cats? Everything about Tuxedo Mast was a complete mystery. <laughs> and there was something called Sailor ATM. So... <laughs> I'm going to leave it, leave it there, but whenever you get an anime show with a long-running franchise, shit like this just kind of pops up. Yeah. And I don't think it's it's done I don't think it's usually this nuts. And then finally, the last weirdest show that we've watched or more accurately that you've watched was the unshelled segment The Point. <laughs> yeah. Where you watched Then <laughs> you have no idea how many drugs was like it took to inspire this <laughs> you thing. You watched The Point with uh our with your longtime friend Jacob, who I saw <laughs> recently, and it's unfair that he got that tall. <laughs> yeah. It was um, it was upsetting for all of us. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you could stretch that little amount of skin into oh, more height. It's I don't know if this is gonna make it to the episode, but I gotta tell you. Um we were going through wedding gifts um, I got married. You were there. Yeah, yeah. Quit bragging. Haha, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> eat it, shitlord. Um, Jacob made a Chrissy and Zane's wedding card game that looks like legit, like it looks official, and you can play as a variety of in-jokes. Um, <laughs> it, it's just incredible. Jacob's a hero. Jacob's the greatest man. <laughs> So Jacob's obviously weird from that synopsis, but he couldn't stop griping about how weird the point was, was... which is a movie that you and he watch with this interesting sort of format to it where mm-hmm. every we're at the beginning, the middle and at the end, you would kind of guess what was going to happen in the rest of the movie. And yeah. it was a joy to listen to. Like, I honestly think that's one of the best. Episodes. Did you did you ever go and watch it? Oh, the... no, I did not. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I think you're to fine. You guys talking about it at least twice. I think you're fine not listening to it. I'll be okay. So, yeah, th- that's those are your three. Oh, boy. <laughs> got Adventures from the Book of Virtues, Sailor Moon, and The Point. Ben, you don't even understand how weird The Point was. Because, <laughs> like. <laughs> Surely it couldn't have been weirder than Sailor Moon, though. Because, like. There were music videos inside of it that had even less to do with it. <laughs> um, you got to do your famous John Lennon impersonation. Goo. <laughs> it's just that. Uh, There's the Ringo. Um, or excuse me, Ringo. Ringo Starr, the most absurd of, of the Beatles. <laughs> it's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> but, oh man, Sailor Moon 
the fact that she, the fact that she had like shape shifting powers that just kind of they ignored for yeah, a while, petered out for about a hundred episodes, <laughs> is is a really great detail. The fact that she attacked with a pizza. Oh man, I forgot. <laughs> um, you know, because because she's, I, I like it because like the plot, you know, the plot is not that different from a lot of animes. You know, you got your good and your bad, but that she you know, only kind of graces agreeing with the plot. Like, she is her own weirdness inside of this weird plot structure. Yeah, she she's, like, also kind of a... I don't know. She's... I mean, she's kind of normal for Japanese society, right? I guess. I mean, kind of subnormal. It's, like, kind of suboptimal, not, actually. Not knowing anything about any of that. Right, um, of course. We're not really experts on that one. She get kitty in here. Um... Adventures from the Book of Virtues is... I mean, really, the, the weird like, part a, is the framing device. It's a kid's show. and the, You know, these fables have lasted for a long time. If if you weren't being generous and like, what the hell? What, what do you mean he, you know, talked to a camel? Camels can't talk, but, you know, they're stories and they're portrayed as stories. So I, I, I'm going to give that one a pass just because... Once you buy into the framing device, it's not too much of an issue. Yeah, I think that like, one wasn't as weird as I remember it Like, being. they didn't need to be animals. It would have worked fine as people, just less entertaining and edutaining. Right, of course. So you got Sailor Moon and the it's, point to It's so from. hard to overstate how weird the point was. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, it started off as a concept album from when this guy who is like, famous for corrupting the Beatles with, you know, drugs and alcohol. <laughs> um, you know, had an accident. Wait, was trip he the Blackbird the... or the Walrus? He <laughs> I assume one of their songs was about him. <laughs> he was Lady Madonna. Ah, got it. Uh, you know, cuz he cuz he took some acid and looked at the trees. Um and you know, so I think have a point, I think Sailor Moon has gained enough pop culture standing to be, you know, if I looked at it on its own merits, it might yeah, be it's, a it's little too, too big weird. to fail. Like it's, it's got some it's, legitimacy just yeah. through that. And you know, the fact that you can approach it without knowing all this huge backstory that makes it weirder, I think I'm gonna give it to the point. <laughs> Alright. This is the town and these are the people. This is the town where the people all stay. The the music do yourself a favor and at least watch one of the music videos because there's just the it's not even related to the plot it's not Jacob will be happy to hear about that I'm sure oh of course weird show alright next category Zane make it a good one next category Zane um, so this is which show is most capable of having a sequel or spinoff Okay, that this is going to be an interesting category. Right, because, you know, there are some shows that are, like, really good, and you could see them, you know, continuing their story, but if they've already told everything they need to tell, you know, you don't really need a sequel. Yeah, and if you didn't have that much popularity of it to begin with, it's not really going to succeed as a sequel or a spinoff. Yeah, so a couple of these uh, we've touched on earlier. Uh, firstly, Hey Arnold, mm. um, because the... The kids in this society have, have formed their own sort of rules and social values, and I think it would be very interesting to see what they, how they change society once they become adults. Um, I, I need to stop you for a second. Yeah. 
What are the terms of sequel or spinoff? Is this okay for a gritty reboot? <laughs> gritty reboots are acceptable. Because there was that one YouTube video of like, what if Hey Arnold came back after 10 years and Helga was a murderess? Uh, okay, gritty reboots are no longer acceptable. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Well, um, you know, they thought about doing that spinoff, The Patakis. That's, that's um, true. There is a fandom already in place. You know, you can go online and look up, you know, oh, what about when they're teenagers? And you can see a lot of, you know, pictures. Oh, yeah. It'd be like Rugrats and then all grown up. Yeah, it, it would be similar. And, you know, Rugrats, I think it's the same stories, basically. They have the same sort of interpersonal connections. I think Hey Arnold characters are so, they're so vivid mm. um, that I think, you could really do a lot with them and see how they grow and change. Do you want to give me the spin, the the sequel or spin off each time? <laughs> um, I'll give you my take. You're welcome to come sure. up with your own. Okay. <laughs> um, secondly, uh, Cyber Six. Because mm. mostly because I don't feel like the story was finished. Did you um, happen to watch the whole thing? No, but um, Cassie told us about how you know the the Mad Doctor that's. What's his face? Hugo? <laughs> I think Jose. Jose? Yeah, Jose's dad like came back. and Von Richter, yeah. And they fought, and then there was an explosion. I, there's more in this story to tell, you know, having, and I'm sure there is from the graphic novels, but having her, you know, go out and doing more in the world, or even just seeing, seeing her relationship with Lucas grow, or with some of the other uh, side characters... Um, yeah, it it's just not done, and I think it's begging for another season. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. Finally, and and you might disagree with me on this one. Uh, ugly Americans. Hmm. Why would so, I disagree with you on that? Well, so my my, I'm curious to see if you have ideas for what the the sequel could be. And I know that you want to see a spinoff that's just Leonard. Um, <laughs> it's just called Len. <laughs> Len. <laughs> All dripping in blood. That's right. Um, <laughs> But I was thinking, so we have Mark Wait, which Lilly. Which Leonard? Leonard's the drunk wizard. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's oh. great. So we have Mark Lilly as, like, the social services guy in the big city, right, New York City. And it's kind of established that all most of the freaks live in New York City, just like in real life. Um, but I was thinking taking kind of like a Hot Fuzz spin on it. Um, remember how in Hot Fuzz, you know, they relocate him because he's making everybody look bad? Yeah. So I'm thinking, put Mark in a small town where, you know, there's very few monsters and and the people's uh, uh, perspectives are a bit more provincial and, and narrow, and he has to really work with people. And, you know, you, you see shows where over time, you know, person A learns the value of person B and vice versa, but here... Mark would have to, you know, communicate and, and get people to uh, uh, find their own lives. And I think that could be really interesting to watch, take him out of his element. How would you feel about a sequel to Wizards? Ooh. Because <laughs> I think we had talked about this at the time, that it would be kind of ripe for a, uh, you know, with all the Magneto in there. It would um, sort of be ripe for a uh, for a Wicked-esque you know, yeah, retelling. You know, I don't. Movie. I don't think Black Wolf had the redemptive quality necessary for that. And I think an actual sequel, you know, was in the works where it's just Avatar and Eleanor boning down for a while. So I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna say maybe not. <laughs> maybe not wizards. Very well. I, I still think it has merit, but I'll. I'll stick to your terms. <laughs> hey, Arnold's a real interesting one uh, because the original 
the original series was all about this kid who was very strictly moral, like a moral force in his world, having to be confronted with people compromising on his morals and, and trying to find the, find the narrow path in there. So that would be really interesting to see how that develops a little bit farther along the way. Like, I think I had talked about this. What happens when Doug grows up and becomes John Arbuckle is because he, you know, <laughs> lost... It is because he stuck to his idealism and naivete. And lost his mind. And lost his goddamn mind. <laughs> Porkchop is long dead. And so I think it'd be interesting to see if Arnold follows that same arc, you know? Because I can't see him yeah. in a different way, but it almost seems necessary that he would turn into a different way. Yeah, and that's just Arnold. I mean, there's plenty of other characters. Um, oh, yeah. What happens to Stinky? <laughs> Who the hell knows what's up with that? So Cyber Six is interesting because I think that would make a... I, I think you could have made more of the same story because, uh, you know, it's it's fairly riveting on its own. I think she really needs to be hunted in order to make a story out of it, and I honestly don't know how I would do that in a sequel. Hmm. Um. And also, I don't really want their relationship to progress. We talked about this at the time, that the, the relationship was strong only as friends and not as lovers, because they were sort of star-crossed lovers, you know? Yeah, I guess I'll have to content myself with the fanfic. <laughs> or the slash fic with, uh, with, with, with uh, Jose and, uh, God, no. and Lucas. That's right. Wait, what did we say? We said, why don't you, like, why don't you cut Jose's theme song in again? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> Um, so I think I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut out Cyber 6 from this one. All right. The last one was... Ugly Americans. Um, Ugly Americans. I think that this one also loses because Ugly Americans, I, I think it had so much to work with, but didn't really get anywhere. Like, like I, I think it was just, I think it was kind of biding its time and, and kind of never reached the... It kind of never decided what it was trying to do. Like I think I had talked about it during the episode that it it constantly felt like it was searching for what it was trying to say and never really got there. Yeah. I didn't feel like I needed to see anymore. Also, like when the protagonist has already figured out his shit, it's it's a lot harder to move the story along. Right. So, I mean, in your specific example where he goes to, you know, suburbia or whatever, that's a funny idea. I think you would need to take the entire supporting cast with him and then, you know. Okay, what what if it was Leonard? Sort of just just Leonard show. It's just Leonard? It's, it's just probably not Len. sustainable. It's just called Len with his entire phys- uh, wizard family, one of whom is Christ Angel. And then there's the sword going through and he's like, Excalibur. <laughs> Excalibur. <laughs> no, that sounds like a terrible show. I give it to Hey Arnold. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, here we my man Fuzzy Slippers says we got another category. Oh. All right, Zane. What kind of nickname is Fuzzy Slippers, by the <laughs> who, way? Who the hell cares? It's probably just, I always thought it was just his uncle. Oh, yeah? <laughs> or, like, you know, it's kind of got, like, this ghetto vibe, the cul-de-sac. Or, not the cul-de-sac, it's Saturday But, like, Arnold and Gerald's home kind of has this sort of ghetto feel, like, from Do the Right Thing. It could just be, like, the other na- like the other neighborhood black guy on the corner. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that's how. That's what it always seemed like to me. Like maybe like a beatnik sitting on a sitting on a porch. Yeah, it was this sort of rundown New York City. Like not quite to Gotham, but like like less crime than Gotham, but all the oppression. 
six that minutes to Gotham it. would be yeah, the, six, would six... be the would be the sequel title. <laughs> oh man, the sequel to Hey Arnold, where he becomes Batman. <laughs> no man, he becomes Two Face. Oh geez, because he's got the he's got the real estate to do it. Yeah, he does. And he's constantly pestered with thoughts of his grandparents. Short man. <laughs> oh God. Uh, what 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 do you got? All right, so uh, it's back with a vengeance, saying we had to do one of these. Who would win in a fight? Who would win in a fight? I'm gonna take the most, uh, the the most successful fighters, protagonists from the past generation, the past year. The of past that we Generator played. Rex. We're not talking about Generator X ever again. Talking about Generator Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is a fairly easy one. It's Robin from Teen Titans. Yeah. Robin is the only non-powered person in the entire group. but And he's the leader. He's constantly shown to beat everyone else. Like, there's episodes where he just beats all of them without even trying. It's crazy. Until it becomes next episode where Cyborg does that. He's con- well, okay, granted, <laughs> but but like, I mean, even with the framing device of whoever has the plot, kind of has a thousand times power boost. Even within yeah. that, Robin is always kind of the one that's out in front. I'm gonna dock him a point just because he has so many weird psychological issues, and he's got that <laughs> Slade thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, um, he also has the tech. The, the resources that being Batman's apprentice affords him. Mm, yeah, so I guess it'll depend on what kind of fight. All right, yeah. let's, let's see who, who's next. Next person is Kirby from, of course, Kirby right back at you. Ooh. To my knowledge, never acti- actually gets all that hurt in, in any of these episodes. He's got no bones. He doesn't need them. Uh, he is a star <laughs> warrior from wherever. Meta Knight will doesn't tell you all about it. Um, and he has his, of course, copy ability which he can use to suck up various objects and become that type of Kirby. So he's yes. heavily heavily favored against projectiles. However, his vacuum, although very, like, it's pretty dramatic in this. It's got a size by, limit. Uh, accompanied by awesome music. Extra points for the music. <laughs> it does have a size limit. Anything bigger than, mm, let's say, Wispy Woods. Yeah. Tree uh, end up. Yeah, exactly. He also has a vehicle. Uh, the Warp Star. I'm going to say that even though Tiff can't make it into this fight, he should have access to the Warp Star. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then our final contender is Coop in Megas. <laughs> oh. Megas XLR. He's so big. He is like an idiot savant at both engineering and video games, both of which matter in a robot fight. And he has a giant robot that is better than other future giant robots. Oh, boy. So there are your... There are your contenders. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing it the way you did. Um, put put them one on one in a round robin kind of thing. Sure. Uh, Should so we I start with start, one, of the, one of the let's, robins? Let's start with round and robin. So sure. <laughs> Kirby and Robin. That works. Um, That's a better joke than I made. <laughs> so Kirby, I mean Kirby is fast on the warp star. Kirby. Um, and he can he can eat Robin's like a uh, uh, robin orangs. Sure. The batarangs. Or his staff. Or his staff um, to gain, you know, staff power or, or uh, cut power. Smoke bombs. Smoke he really bombs. has a lot at his disposal. He does. Um, Robin, ah, though, I didn't even mean to do that. Robin <laughs> Robin knows the counter to all of his own moves. Um, as, a, as a martial arts master, he has to. 
Of course. Um, so I don't think Kirby's copy ability that just would comes get with him the that territory. Far. That happens like once in every kung fu movie. <laughs> is that somebody who's the exact same fighter comes along and he's like, you, you didn't realize the weakness in my style. <laughs> it's a kick to the nuts. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny Cage. Wins every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to give it to Robin because uh, Kirby is so passive uh, naturally that any fight that would happen, Robin would have plenty of time to prepare and install contingencies. Mm. Fair enough. Um, Kirby versus Coop. You, Megus is too big for Kirby to suck up, even the car. That's alone. true. But Kirby has the advantage in mobility. Kirby does have mobility. He's um, you know, he's not gigantic. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, I can see Coop getting into a misunderstanding of like, oh, the puffball's evil. Got it. <laughs> you know, he presses buttons until smashing happens. Kirby's yeah, he, yeah. Kirby would be similar to his least favorite uh, model, like uh, least favorite uh, brand name of snack cake. <laughs> just, just for instance. Um, you know, we've seen Kirby get hit by blunt force trauma. You know, large blocks and that sort of thing, and it does hit him. He's not as elastic as we'd like to believe. Um, and I think Coop, after seeing Kirby like absorb one of his missiles, would be like, "Oh, okay, I don't want to do that." Uh, I, I think Coop would win that pretty, pretty handily. He also has context-sensitive buttons. Oh yeah, that just let him do whatever he feels like. <laughs> he he would probably team up. I would love to see the buddy comedy where Kirby teams up with them. <laughs> I don't think the, I would, but let's continue. This is the fight that could actually happen because Coop could just go to his planet and uh, uh, take over his genre. <laughs> that's kind of what just that, and and promptly drop it. Just just done. Just <laughs> Use it as long as he Coop needs. That's how Coop does it. DDD would like. Um, hire him from NME and be like, get the clobber in that Kirby. Like, yeah, buck's a buck. <laughs> yeah, paycheck's a paycheck. Robin versus... That air conditioning system's not going to install itself. <laughs> Robin versus Magus. Or or Coop, because I can see a situation where Robin, like, tricks him into leaving Coop or, or leaving Magus. <laughs> um, yeah, there it is. <laughs> um... It's hard to fight something that big because you know you, you, well, we've seen recall we've seen Robin fight Titans in Tokyo. He mm-hmm. fights that gigantic nonsense enemy Brusho gun. I don't remember how big that is. I feel like Megas is bigger. I, but... I think they're comparable. Brusho gun was like the size of buildings. Yeah. Okay. So Robin has you know the the jet and stuff, so he can fight. Yeah. Ooh, I, I think Robin might have the edge as long as he's not distracted by Slade. <laughs> You might, I mean, Megus does have, like, considerably more firepower than Robin. Yeah, Robin's got, like, the sort of, I feel like he would infiltrate it, but if Kiva's in the Megus is, no, I think, because we're talking about Coop. We're talking about Coop, just Coop. Just Coop. Uh, He'll he'll get pissed at Robin. He'll be like, you broke my (laughs) robot. (laughs) What is something that Robin can even do to him, though? Like you, set looked up cool, a, you looked cooler than me. He'll he'll set up a tripwire and then just jump inside the car and like handcuff him. Like it, it, it or like I don't think Robin it would be that is hard. using an EMP downtown and it shuts off his video game system. Oh, you <laughs> you wrecked my robot. You look cooler than me. You messed up my video game. And I'm Kuabara. 
It's on. You're down. Uh, I I think Robin's got this one. Fuck! I really hate Robin continually winning. <laughs> it's upsetting. We gotta we gotta upload him with nanites again or something. <laughs> yeah, that one worked like a charm. Yeah. All right. I guess it goes to Robin. Dean Titans. Indeed. Is he one or go? I don't but, remember. But Coop, Coop still gets chicks because chicks dig the giant robots, nice. of course. All right, Zane. We got a couple more, right? All right. So this is my last uh, la- last category for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Best conspiracy theory. Oh, fun. Now, I've got four because I figure of them, you're going to eliminate one just, just on principle. But <laughs> I wanted to... How many I of wanted... these were, were my brain children? I want to look back at all the strange <laughs> diversions we've gone on. Um, a couple of them are, are your brain children. A couple are, are internet ramblings I found. And one's an interesting combination of the two. <laughs> okay. All right. So first up, um, Inspector Gadget is Dr. Claw. That's right. So this idea that um, Gadget got in an accident, he becomes Dr. Claw, and he sends this robot double to look after Penny. Now Zane, is this a uh, is this a comp- contest to see uh, which conspiracy theory is best, is like funniest or most appreciable to me, or is it the is the is the case on which one holds the most water? I mean, this one this one's a strong one. I'm gonna say which one you like the best. Okay, fine. Um, or or he doesn't uh, he doesn't send invest- Inspector Gadget after it. Penny builds one in her grief. That's right. And and. He wants to destroy it, but not allow Penny to come to harm. That's so there's right. a lot, a lot of evidence for this. That's why and it, I, I, I that's like what... how dark it is for how childish the show is. That's why Inspector Gadget is so shit tech. <laughs> um, next we have your brainchild. Yeah. Uh, the Smurfs, or Smurfs, <laughs> you call them. Uh, they are a cult. Smurfs, star- did you get the laundry? <laughs> they are started by scientist slash magician Papa Smurf. <laughs> now that's that's kind of canonical in also its own a way. religious leader. But the best part is the idea that he brainwashed Gargamel for some reason. <laughs> Wait, when did this happen? I don't you said that this. you said that like they they were competitors. Gargamel had it out for him. He brainwashed him, and he just remembers. I gotta get the Smurfs, but I don't remember why. <laughs> I forgot about that wrinkle. <laughs> It's a great little addition that I think it makes it all the more interesting. Uh, and it also it, like explains why the Smurfs have such like unwitting devotion to this it one person. It explains everything about the show, except yeah. for maybe like the show itself. Well, you know. Um, next, um, DuckTales takes place in an Ayn Randian capitalist dystopia. <laughs> Zane, I where... think that's just the show. <laughs> it kind of was. I think it's a little too too on the nose because, like, Donald Duck's a loser because he can't make money. Money is worth. The power of family and friendship only matters as far as it can keep okay, you so, wealthy. So the conspiracy here is not the, the show itself, but, like, the supposed link to Ayn Randian philosophy. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Um, And then finally, the Flintstones <laughs> ta- take oh? place take place after the Jetsons and Barney controlled the whole story possibly working with uh, Kazoo. The Great Kazoo's The Great Kazoo so that his boy Elroy could see the dinosaurs and start a nature reclamation program on the irradiated earth. I don't don't know if that one should count but I wanted to just 
summarize it all in one <laughs> sentence so it save you having to listen to that one again. Man, I love how many... Like, the best part... So, the, the fun like part about movies, about reviewing movies, is that we have a long amount of time and a lot of focus <laughs> to spend on whatever we want. <laughs> so, because focusing this, it all on Bonnie was pretty great. What I like about it is that it combines everything. It combines the idea that the the Jetsons take place before the Flintstones, that Barney is controlling everything, <laughs> that, you know, Elroy, you know, cures the world so that it can become the Flintstones. Like, it works, and I haven't seen it anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is, is that four? That's four. All right. Uh, Inspector Gadget, Smurfs, DuckTales, and Flintstones meet the Jetsons. All right, well, I, I think that I'm going to disqualify DuckTales just because it's not that okay. big of a stretch. Yeah, like I think it's I'll, not. Like, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's the central premise. No, yeah, that's just what they're doing. Um, so like, yeah, that, like I don't know that that just that just wasn't that far of a reach, and it's more fun when we have to like interpret our own our own things. Yeah. Um, Inspector Gadget. This one is so I didn't come up with the idea that Doctor Claw was a failed gadget or uh, the former gadget. Yeah, but it is a really good conspiracy theory because of how much like evidence there is that that is possibly true. I love any conspiracy theory where I can say, "Oh, here's the thing," and you're like, "Oh, that's good. Let's 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 run yeah. with that. Let's see what else we can fold in there." Yeah, there's a lot of like <laughs> incidental synergy. Yeah, and like, I mean, it loses a couple points because they don't really bother with causality in that show by the fact that you know Inspector Gadget has an ancestor that is also like a a gadget somehow. Yeah, like from I like caveman, caveman times. I do like this one because it makes the show more entertaining to watch. Like you get more from it. Sure. Whereas with the Smurfs, I don't know if that's necessarily so. Like it's more detail, but it doesn't change the show. That's true. That's a good point. Um, let, let's talk about the Smurfs. So, I love what it does to Gargamel. Obviously, <laughs> makes him this tragic anti-hero a, a magneto if you will <laughs> i will <laughs> <laughs> i can't stop <laughs> i i love what it does to like my interpretation of what papa smurf is up to <laughs> and it totally explains the weird behavior of the smurfs and like they're 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 a bizarre nomenclature yeah so for, for that reason i really love that and this is all about which one i love more i think i, I think that that beats out inspector gadget yeah so now we're down to that and Flintstones meet the Jetsons. <laughs> which has so much folded in, which kind of only works if you accept every part of it. <laughs> Bonnie. Bonnie. Wait, wait. <laughs> that sounds like something King DDD would say. <laughs> <laughs> Got a clap of that there, Bonnie. <laughs> so it's... All right. So it's... Uh, the Smurfs are a biological experiment created by Gargamel and stolen by Papa Smurf who erased his memory in an effort to keep him off pace. <laughs> or <laughs> can you give me the synopsis for the um, Barney is a time lord and <laughs> provided the inspiration for Elroy to regenerate okay, the earth. <laughs> okay. I'm, okay. I'm, it's it's Flintstones me the Jetsons. <laughs> it can't not be. It's <laughs> <laughs> too good. I oh, love it man. because, like, the idea that the Flintstones come after the Jetsons has been established, but everything else we had to find, like, where's Gazoo? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why aren't there children here? Because they would get in the way. Yeah, like, and, it, and like that show required us to explain away more, which made it a more like 
fulfilling and satisfying conspiracy theory. Yeah, and like, it, like, like Smurfs had a few different things that we had to explain, but they weren't <laughs> they weren't that difficult to explain. And it explained the industrial espionage and why he's like, oh, I gotta stop that. <laughs> that movie was so fucking crazy. <laughs> I know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Man, I'm really upset with... I'm, I'm really not a fan of a lot of our... <laughs> His boy, Elro. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of lose, a lot of garbage on this on this winner's list. I like it. It's great. All right, we got one. We got one more for me, and then it, our best it shows in show. That it, it shows that we've been taking risks. All right. Well, uh, that is related to our next category, which uh, the next category involves, I think, something that requires you to take risks, okay. which is best breakout character. Hmm. Now, by this, I mean wasn't the main focus of the show by any stretch but we latched onto it to such a degree that it became <laughs> like almost the entire focus of the episode yeah like uh, i'm excited <laughs> if, if we can if we can throw the mind back to uh jack spicer dragon of metal is a similar thing mm-hmm. yeah there was, there was too much good not to make him the focus right or the scotsman it's a it's a similar thing um so the first the first one is Tuxedo Mask from Sailor Moon. <laughs> the ultimate brainwash e slash negging game, like Yeah, he's a stalker. Like <laughs> pure and simple. His theme is absurd. He throws roses and then leaves. <laughs> yeah. And I mean you can add a pedophile angle onto that as well. Like there there's just nothing that really makes that much sense about this character. He's he's built up as this wondrous Mary Sue, but there's nothing redeeming about him. I know, and he doesn't do all that much when he does show up, and he con <laughs> continuously just gets brainwashed to attack Sailor Moon. It's great. Um so he's a weirdo. I would like to submit to you the character of the Phantom from Defender of, of the Earth, a.k.a. By, the Ghost Who Walks, a.k.a. By jungle law, the Ghost Who Walks the gains the power of ten tigers. <laughs> Wears all purple, is apparently an immortal in South, Af South Africa. The, the 27th Phantom of the line. Yes, so I'll just let that kind of Expert ranger, there. like... Yeah. Daughter has mind powers. Sure. <laughs> and finally, uh, Swayzo from Monster Ooh, Rancher. Swayzo. Swayzo. I, I don't know <laughs> if you found him as likable as I did, but he's so different from everything else in the show. He's a coward. Yeah. He's a buffoon. Like, this isn't a comedic show, but, like, that's yeah. all he's doing there. And his design is fascinating. <laughs> just an eyeball it's an eyeball with generously speaking a single leg oh boy i got some good ones here yeah uh shout out to lucas because in a, a feminist show oh, you were like the guy man. is the key <laughs> the perfect man um ooh, all right uh i think i'm going to discount swayzo blasphemy um, he's amazing i agree <laughs> Um, I don't consider him a breakout character, though, because, you know, th the series of games was already established, and he was sort of the Pikachu-like face for the series. I suppose that's true. So he's not quite a breakout character, but his personality is certainly, <laughs> you know, d d incongruous with the rest of the show. <laughs> 
It's um, incongruous. It's inconscionable. It's incontinent. <laughs> um, ooh, tuxedo mask. <laughs> yeah, just think about that for a second. Try not to get a fucking. I, I gotta, go, I gotta go with tuxedo mask. Yeah, over the Phantom. The so the Phantom, you know, is a superhero. He's well. Okay. I, I've I've read enough comics to see we're. I've mentioned Danny the Brick, right? Uh, yes, yes, you have. No need to go down that uh, road again. Now, I do. I do like that the Phantom is incongruous in like eight different ways. <laughs> um, so weird. <laughs> and I and I love you know his character's great. You know, the ghost who walks. Yeah. Badass. Purple costume. Okay, more kind of clown garb, but whatever. Oh man, remember that clown butler from from Wizards? Uh, yeah, oh my god, how could I forget the the, the pres- sex pimp, the the like a present mime. with the calendars or something? <laughs> yeah, pimp mime. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, the Phantom kind of reminds me of one of those characters uh, uh, that we made in those old uh, um, role playing games where you get different superpowers, and you kept on rolling like. Oh yeah, heat vision, heat control, you know, all these thematic things and I'm just like I can run fast. I got regeneration. I can grow plants. This is <laughs> yep. I got a I got a common theme going here <laughs> somewhere. I can phase. Sure. Um but tuxedo mask like it's not just what is he doing here? It's so what is he doing he here every there? time he shows up and also like the show can't like, the characters in the show are so wrong about him. I know. And, and even when you think about, like, what his day-to-day life is, he has, like, amnesia every time he becomes Tuxedo Mask. What exactly is he thinking is happening in those lost hours? Does he just, like, shake it off? Also, the Sailor Scouts, like, have a reason for their powers. Um, you know, like, chosen to beat the evil. I don't know. You know, there might be a reason. We can ask. Um, I don't know where he got his powers. Because he showed up before Sailor Moon got her powers. Yeah, no, he'd been there for a while. He's, he's been he's been working the beat. Yeah. Why? <laughs> he's been throwing roses at everyone. What monsters have been showing up before that? He just like goes to stand up like comedy routines and throws roses to interrupt performances. Yeah, and that's another and thing. Who away. does that? He, he's just a jack. He's a jackass too. God. Yeah. Yeah. Tuxedo mask is a weirdo. Yep. All right, Sailor Moon. Yeah. Okay. All right, we are we are on to our final category. Indeed. Indubitably. So, um, how should we do this? I think we each say one that we think is possibly say, our best episode. We each say uh, two, I believe, and then the other narrows it down to one, and then we decide between the finalists. Sure. Um, Would you like to go first, or should I? Why don't you go first? All right. Um. So for best episode that that we have done, mm. patting ourselves on the back, of good course. job. Um, I would like to nominate Kablam. Really? Really? You know that is intros, surprising. Intros were good, not great, uh, but we had two of them. Yeah, that makes up for and, it. It's and combo. if you go back and listen, we had just a blast. I, I mean, I think we said the word super too many times, but we <laughs> there was so much to delve into. Um, making we there was so much to make fun of and revere. 
Um, I almost put Prometheus and Bob as breakout <laughs> characters. You're not wrong. If only they had been in anything else after that. Uh, that would have been great. And breakout characters in my nightmares. <laughs> um, but yeah, like being able to change up the format in a way that wasn't, you know, a movie or, or an unshelled segment and being able to talk about music and animation and so many different styles all in one episode. It was a nice it was a nice change of pace and also like I had a great time with it and I there were a lot of funny moments for me. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. What about you? Um okay. So for mine, I'm going to choose a one of our movies. Okay. By the name of Wizards. Ooh. I I think that this was such a good episode. Like Right from the it beginning, was. we were talking with Bill, uh, Dan Cave's friend, who was kind enough to join us on the program that time. And I love that, like, that was a coincidence. Yeah. Like, if we hadn't had Dan on right before for the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror was, episode, like, we would not Bill have known. This episode. He's like, you need this. And, and like, yeah, it's the, the, sh- the I mean, the, the thing was, the, the actual movie was weird enough. Right, it's like from the seventies by Ralph Bakshi. It's got the weirdest animation and the most like perplexing character of Avatar. Like the theming is all about Hitler and the Hitler with the Hitlers, and just, <laughs> yeah. And we just didn't get tired of talking about it. Like the entire way through, I, I had a blast talking was, to him about it. There was so much to talk about. Yeah, it just never ran out. Uh, and and Bill did added a lot of excellent points and context for us, which is always nice to hear. Oh, yeah. And in a vacuum, I love having another char- another person, <laughs> character, another person on for a podcast. It's quite a character. Because it just, it gives us a better dynamic. Like, three people are better than two people in almost every kind of talk show, I think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but the fact that it was him and that he knew so much about it and was able to bring that kind of, that kind of knowledgeability to the table um, was was extremely extremely useful and came together for a great product absolutely and the fact that like i watched it and didn't get that much out of it but upon going through it there was so much more Mm -hmm. um that's uh, that's one of the reasons i like doing this is just to to see where we go oh absolutely um and i i i think this might end up being our wizard because our winner because this was my second recommendation as well oh wow (laughs) well um, can you come for, up with a for many of the same reasons that we've enumerated? Can you give? Can you end up with a different one? <laughs> I mean, can you talk about a different episode? I can talk about the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. I was actually thinking about that too. I didn't expect it to be as much fun as it was. <laughs> it <laughs> it was it was one of those like good bad movies. Not the movie. The movie was bad bad, but our telling of it was good bad. Um, just making fun of it at every turn and just hating ourselves at each point yeah <laughs> just having to like first of all take it to task and then second of all well okay if we accept that it's terrible this is actually really interesting <laughs> what exactly is going on with this industrial espionage subplot there's there's something great about the movie segments even when we try to pick a bad one yeah which... I, I i actually think we should do movie segments more frequently we, well let's talk about it all right um yeah that's that's a good one as well for my second one i pick teen titans Teen Titans. Teen Titans was a great episode in no small part because we both love that show and have watched it like the entire series multiple times. And <laughs> yeah. like the characters had so much to them that we were able to talk about them for so long 
and you got to establish your absurd Slade Robin fascination. <laughs> Which I Poor carried into TJ. the recess episode. Poor TJ. <laughs> ben, it's so there. It happened. You say so. I still love Principal Prickly so much. <laughs> and we ha- we got to talk about how fucking weird Cyborg was. We got to yeah. talk about like the absurd um the absurd fitting like musical score to it the excellent villains excellent and varied yeah like it was a great adaptation from what was itself a great comic book yeah yeah another another point in the uh adaptation category as well yeah so those are our categories you get to choose from teen titans and wizards uh, well i gotta go with wizards on that one i was i was gunning for it already yeah, I, I'm not surprised. That that makes a lot of sense to me. That was a pretty good one. <laughs> um, I th- I think that'll end up being our one. But which do you think is better, Kablam or the Flintstones meet the Jetsons? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> uh, it's weird because really we didn't expect vote? either of those to be good. Do I really need to vote on this one? Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, I honestly think that the Flintstones meet the Jetsons or whatever it was called was very very funny. For yeah. the reasons that you already said, and I won't belabor that point, but there is something to these movie segments that just allows us to be a little bit freer with the format. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that's yeah. why that's why I think we name Wizards as our best episode. Congratulations, Bill. Thank you very much for being on that episode, and thank you yes, all yes. for enjoying it. Yes, um, both... and thank you all for enjoying this episode, sticking with us. That's true. So this is, you know, the end of uh, the end of our second year of broadcasting. We still have yeah. nothing to show for it, and it doesn't matter even a little it bit. It feels great. I'm okay with it. Like, this is... I can't wait to get back on that horse uh, and uh, see what we got. Yeah, let's milk that horse. Let's milk that dead horse. Um, yeah, and, and of course, uh, although we don't usually get audience participation, it is always welcome. Go to www.cartoncast.com if you want to write into the show, suggest a show, um... Facebook is fine as well. Indeed. Um, and we are, uh, you know, we're on iTunes. We'd love to get some feedback there. Yeah, get, and, give uh, us a rating yeah. and review. Um, and most importantly, tell your friends about the show. And and we did have fewer episodes this year, but I think we came away with a, a very strong lesson, which is having guests is great. Oh, yeah. If you, if you would like to be a guest and have a not-awful microphone, come on in. Yeah, yeah. And, our, you know, it, it takes a little bit to set up. Um, let us know. Let us know on Facebook or whatever, uh, and we'll 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 try to pencil you in. We do have a couple outstanding warrants that I would <laughs> that I want to talk to you about for uh, for getting a guest on. I don't know if they would still be in. Uh, getting a guest on. Getting a guest on. Popping a Smurf. If they are still into that, um, we're gonna look into that as well. But, awesome. Uh, yeah. Thanks again, Zane, very much. This is thank like, you. One of the best parts of my you know every couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm always tired when I do it, but I'm always glad I did. So. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, yeah. So until next time. Brain blast. <laughs> shove a hand up that puppet. Shove it up. Shove Keep, it on down. Put that Heiner in the recliner. You walk onto my podcast. You make fun of my beloved shows, and you cut me off before the end of the. Red, red, Tom, Mom, Chicken, Scooby Doo, Yogi, Dibble, Snackle, Huckle, Cow, and Droopy Too. Dino, Budo, Jerry, Judy, Weasel, Wally, Wilma, All Star, Moltar, Elmer, Dexter, Velma. Wiggy, Speedy, Aki, Rocky, Rocky, Spike, Flip, Bleep, Bloop, Bleep, Squidly, Diddly, Tight.
Screw we ain't it? <laughs> oh, 